brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of Dysfunctionally Functional. I am your host, Teresa DeLeon. And today's episode is so, so important to get out. And if you clicked on the thumbnail, then you know Teenage Wasteland and what that means for you as individuals. So, a little bit of backstory about why I chose to do this podcast at this time is, so, I live in the suburbs. I always have. Um, Those of you who are new, I am Hispanic, and my dad comes from a criminal enterprise and a family I come from a very well-known family, but you got to buy the book to get the whole story. Now, along with the story that I have today and the discussion that we are going to have, I will be reading an excerpt from my own book and share a little bit about how what's going on today as far as teenagers being in this wasteland, um, the moral of the story today is bullying. Bullying, they say, Chris Rock does a special where he says that his kids go to private school, he goes to sign up his daughter for school, and he's got to sit through this whole orientation situation and when they said they had a zero tolerance for bullying Chris Rock decided that would be the opportune time to stand up and say what the fuck do you mean y'all don't have no bullies why did he say that you can go watch the special but the short version is it is most people's belief that Bullies prepare kids for the real world. Because out here in the real world, if you're getting punked, you can stand up and fight, you can move, you could lose your life. There's many things that you can do because the world is a cruel, cruel place. Never been more cruel than it is right now. So, going back 
to our current situation. So I live in a place called Kingwood, Texas. If you're not familiar, just call me a Houstonian. Uh, Kingwood is a suburb of Northeast Houston, Texas. We moved here because my son was having issues, mental issues at the time, and Kingwood was the place to be. Um, the doctors that he was seeing are here, and it was just supposed to be the livable forest. Everything's nice, and everybody's hunky-dory, and it's, it's like a neighborhood like the show Cheers, where everybody knows your fucking name. That can usually be a good thing, or in my case, a bad thing. So, my son doesn't actually go to school physically, but a lot of my other adopted sons and daughters do. My youngest daughter is 14, and she goes to the middle school. Well, last week on a Thursday, I am here in my room, sitting here at my little studio setup, and I hear all this commotion about this massive fight that went down at the school. The kid had reached out for help. He was a smaller individual. And the people that were bullying him, they were bigger than him. And, you know, as a kid, you're told, especially in schools that have this quote-unquote zero tolerance. I say quote-unquote because it's bullshit. It's actual bullshit, and I'll get to that in a minute. But this poor kid had reached out. His parents had reached out. The counselors had spoke with him. And here in the wonderful livable forest and the whole school district, they have this software on a tablet where you can anonymously leave tips or if you have suggestions or you're worried about something or it's more so for the school rent-a-cops to get off their ass and actually do something when something is reported. Unfortunately, while it is 100% anonymous, I know because my children have used it over the years, Having instant access to everything all the time has made it to where, yeah, you can make these anonymous posts, but nothing actually gets done, and the fat rent-a-cop that works at the school doesn't actually put their fucking donuts down until shit hits the fan. So... This kid on Thursday said, hey, I don't want to fight y'all. At this point, no officials have been able to help him because, quote unquote, from the letter that Principal Solomon put out, they can't do anything until something happens, right? Right? That's the cop's default for everything. If you're in a domestic violence marriage or partnership, whatever, 
um, we have a kid who comes here to my house constantly and we love him. We love his whole family. But the mom got a stepdad who's got a lot of issues. And so his sister brings him back and forth to our house when it is, quote unquote, not safe for him to be home. Does the anonymous tablet work for him? Fuck no. It's off school property. And if he hasn't actually physically been attacked, then there's nothing that the cops can do. They come to your house, they ask you some questions, they take down your information and say, here's a card, call us if something happens. Right? I'm going to give you all a minute to swallow that fucking pill. So my house has always been where you can come here and you're going to be safe. I will risk my life to make sure that you're safe, whether we share DNA or not, because that's just who I am. But I want to back up to the word bully. Do bullies prepare you for real life? Sure. And I'm going to read from my book. And granted, my first book is ages 4 through 21, but... I was torturously bullied in school, so much so, you'll hear about it, but look at where I am now. So, let's go back to the boy. The boy has exhausted all options of anybody giving him help. So now he's left to his own defenses, which he's already verbalized to other students, to his parents, to the school cops, to the counselors, to anybody who would fucking listen. He made it very fucking clear he had no intentions of fighting or defending himself because the bully was much larger than him and he knew he did not stand a chance. And the scientist in me knows that our parathyroid has what's called fight or flight. So I guess he needs to go get some blood work done because he actually did run from the bullies. He ran into the bathroom and three other people followed him in there. So we got four students at a high school in the restroom. One of them is in fear for his life. Like, Takashi 69 after he ratted out on people. Homie did not want nothing to do with this. So what happens? Big Bad Bully goes in there and proceeds to beat the shit out of this poor kid while the other two dipshits, usually the ones behind the bully fighting, they can't fight. That's always a fact. But we live in a day and an age where technology is at everybody's disposal. So what did they do? They became videographers. Okay. They're videoing their friend beat the shit out of this kid. So much so, he's on the ground in the fetal position trying to protect himself in any way he can 
Never once did he try to defend himself at all. In the video, you can actually hear what sounds like a bone being cracked. And one of the dumbasses that was videoing before he hit stop and sent it to everyone. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. The kids like Snapchat because it disappears in 24 hours. But the kids are idiots. Because most of us parents have backup accounts, just like the kids have backup accounts. Sidebar, parents, if you think that your story sharing with your child on whatever social media platform you have, that what they post is their actual life, you're fucking retarded. Kids have backup accounts too to where it's kind of like the dark side of snapchat right it d disappears in 24 hours but when people like me who pose as a 14 year old freshman at the local high school comes and finds it i save it i share it i give it to the police hell I got four people arrested and I was truck driving in fucking Kentucky. I'm that parent. Well, since COVID, most of the parents here in the suburbs, well, they're drunk by 10 o'clock on a Tuesday in the morning, not at night. And I was working at the clinic uh, when COVID first hit and teachers, mothers, even fathers were begging for Xanax because they did not know how to deal with their kids. To me, that is the saddest, most piss-poor example of parenting I've ever witnessed in my life. And I didn't stay at the clinic very much longer. I couldn't stand to listen to the grotesque things that the parents were saying about their children. Now, the victim in this situation, his parents actually did try to get him help. The delinquents who put him in the situation he's in right now, yeah, they're probably the ones drunk on a Tuesday at 8 o'clock in the morning, popping Xanax and doing whatever the fuck it is they do because they sure as fuck are not parenting. They leave that up to people like me, my husband, and there's a couple of other safe houses around here, but our doors are always open. It's always open for kids, and I implore anybody who wants to come to my house that has a problem with what I say, step on my property. That's all I want you to do. Step on my property. I'll put you in your place. 
So my son comes home. He was out running errands again. He doesn't go to the school. He's virtual, has been since COVID. And I'm listening to him play this fight video that now everyone in Kingwood has. And I suffer from PTSD when it comes to fighting. Don't get me wrong. I'll fuck you up in a minute. But you got to push me. When I start hearing elevated voices and I can feel the tension rising, I start to black out because it takes me back to my childhood where I was raised and witnessed so much violence. Hollywood couldn't write that shit. So this poor kid is on the ground and you literally can hear one of his bones crack. And the idiot's recording literally I'm I'm recording right now. I have a big red button in front of me. Red usually means stop. Well, they're dumb. They didn't hit stop and they said, "Oh shit. We think we you you broke his bone. We gotta go. Then they hit stop as they ran out the bathroom. The kid was in the ho- I think he's still in the hospital, and he has a fractured skull and a brain a brain bleed, and he also has a broken jaw. Where? are the officials, right? Where are they? Let me tell you where they are. One of them, I got suspended pending investigation. That happens to be the principal of the school. Why is he suspended upon investigation? Because not one fucking parent knew about the fight until our kids came home and was like, oh my God, you don't know what happened at school today. My son goes to school. He's doing school work, school work right now in his room on his computer. And this motherfucker got the fight. And he don't even go to the school. So bullying back in the day was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to beat your ass. Blah, blah. It's just a bunch of people. I'm going to use a 90s term, bumping their gums. Nobody ever actually takes them serious except the victims or the people who are being tormented by these bullies. 90% of the time, back in the 90s and in the 80s, the bullies never did shit. They just wanted to get a rise out of somebody weaker and smaller than them. The very next day, a fight breaks out at the school. Different different situation. Seven kids get into this big old brawl. Kid has a seizure. He's still in the hospital on a ventilator as I'm telling this story to you right now. Is that the kind of bullying? If you look up in the Oxford or the Webster's fucking dictionary of bullying, does it say anything about cracking bones and causing hematomas and, you know, encephalitis, which is fluid in your brain? It doesn't talk about any of that. 
Bullies are just people who are usually lonely. The parents don't care about them. They're usually suicidal or they suffer from some type of mental illness that is being untreated and they don't have control at home. So they want to feel like they're in some type of control of something. So what do they do? They go home, they get punked or ignored by their parents. So they go to school and they punk and get the attention that they're seeking by doing these heinous acts. Only back in the 80s and 90s, we weren't doing heinous acts. These are actual fucking crimes. These kids are, you know, junior and senior years students, so they're 17, 18 years old, please believe you're going to be tried as an adult. So, again, fight breaks out, kid has a seizure, goes to school, my son informs me, and I'm like, dude, you don't even fucking go to the school. Then, Miss Kingwood, that's what I call my daughter. She's the one in middle school. She comes home telling me about the fight. She don't even go to the fucking school. So I'm going through my emails and I'm going, I'm like, well, maybe it's on this email. No, nobody was ever fucking notified by any officials from the ISD or the school at all. Now, being that I am a clinician by trade. I know that there has to be an investigation. The parents have to give permission to release medical information. Um, you can't just, because of HIPAA, you can't just say, hey, Joe Smith got into a fight today, which he didn't get into a fight. He was fucking attacked. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. But the way the email reads, four kids walk into a bathroom. They begin fighting over some kind of tickets to some kind of event. Uh, some bullshit story, right? None of these details have been told to me by any of the hundreds of parents and kids that have reached out to me. Why do they reach out to me? One, I happen to be home, which is very rare. But even when I'm not home, I work with the local police department and help get the information to get these fucking assholes behind bars and charged as adults as I see fit. But a senior, and I'm not going to put his name out there, I don't know this kid. He reached out to me on, we have the Nextdoor app. I don't know if y'all have it or whatever. But anyways, download it. It's where all the gossip in your neighborhood is. I'm banned from it right now for the next, I have 27 more days. Because I am an activist and I jumped into motion immediately and... Pretty much started a riot online, and to this day, people are protesting at the school. The school's fucking closed. People are still there protesting. The kid was back in school 
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. On Friday, the one who attacked the kid who's in the hospital. They're still, quote unquote, investigating. So the school has cameras, but they don't have cameras in the restroom. So the school is deflecting, stating that the video of the fight on Thursday going around, they're pretty much calling it fake news. Well, I've spoke to his parents, and I can guarantee to you, it's not fake news. And my daughter happens to go to school with his younger brother. So, not fake news. They're trying to cover their ass because, one, it fucks up. When you have incidences like this going on in a school, we're in an electoral year. School's worried about their money. The school's worried about their financing. The school is worried about everything else other than the pupils that attend their administration. So where does that leave the kids who can't defend themselves? Or better yet, why do the kids have to worry about defending themselves? Because we live in a really fucked up world and we're living in an unprecedented time and everybody's just deflecting and passing the buck to the other motherfucker. So until I get to the end of the line of motherfuckers that I gotta call out, I'm gonna stand up for these kids, their families, even though I'm not allowed on the school property, they're still protesting. They're still protesting. You know why? Because somebody has to stand up for the people who can't stand up for themselves. Bullying today is not what bullying was back when I'm 42. So back in the 80s and 90s when I was going to school, now my bullying situation is a a 1% situation, but I'm always that 1%, right? So... That is why 
I have chosen this topic for tonight because it's very current. I got on Facebook today, so I got kicked off the Nextdoor app. So I went to Facebook and created a Humble ISD parental uncensored private Facebook page. One, I'm the only administrator, so you can't kick me off. And being the administrator, you have to prove to me that you do not work for Humble ISD and it is solely for all of us parents that are trying to be shut down by the independent school district. You're not going to shut us down. You're definitely not going to shut me down. I won't have it. I won't. And so to take this one step further, the senior who reached out to me sent me a screenshot on the Nextdoor app before I got kicked off. And you could see the fight video. And then underneath, underneath that, it said the kid's name who beat up the victim. His name is Omar. And apparently Omar has some gang affiliation, blah, 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 blah. So I come from a cartel family. I don't give a fuck about your gangs, your guns, your drugs, whatever. I am that bitch that will walk up to a barrel of a gun and take that bullet to the head. If the motherfucker has balls enough to pull the trigger to save the life of a child that's not even mine. I don't even know the kid's name, the victim, either of them. Don't know. It doesn't matter. Human lives were attacked and nobody is there to help them. Well, I happen to be an activist and I use my platform for said situations. So this senior knew that, reached out to me name doesn't sound familiar. None of my kids know who this kid is. He does go to the school. He did send me the fight video, which I will not watch. I heard it. That was enough. Um, when my son was showing it to my husband, but for all of the parents who have actually watched the video, most of them threw up. They say it's the most harshest thing to watch. They said that one parent compared it to watching Fight Club and Sesame Street. Normal bully, normal fighting that goes on at school on the Sesame Street side. What's going on to these kids in our schools? We got fight clubs going on where we got kids breaking other kids' bones and giving them seizures, brain bleeds. And again, we're only finding out by our children. The officials have not told us anything. So when I created this massive ruckus and I actually scratched out the kid's name who sent me the post, underneath the fight video was a text message and said, yo, Omar's affiliated, he's got gang members, and there's going to be a school shooting on Friday or Monday, which is tomorrow. There was not a school shooting on Friday, although there were four very dark-tinted SUVs that were in the parking lot. The cops were ready. The cops are ready. Um, 
myself and 11 other parents reached out to the media. Uh, we all have platforms that are massive and we all gave interviews. So there was helicopter chopper choppers, the cops, the district attorney who I know personally, she does not play when it comes to this shit. And I got my poster board. I walk outside. I get to the sh the main road here, and there are cops everywhere. They are blocking off where the school is. You got to go around. The school is shut down, and there were some arrests that were made, but the threat is still there. Again, none of this was information that we were privileged to by the officials that we trust our children's lives with. So is it really a teenage wasteland or is it more of a adult wasteland? You know, you become 18, they tell you you're an adult. Age ain't nothing but a number. Just because you worked your way or fucked your way to your position and rank in life does not make you an adult. Your age does not make you an adult. What you do in life, actions, speak volumes. Your bullshit words don't mean shit. So, I sent all the information to the news. We got them there. And my son, he was out running errands and came back. He was like, yo, there's people actually protesting at the school. Awesome. I already knew that. But thank you for sharing. They're going to keep protesting. And tomorrow, after school, at the high school, uh, we are going to be taking up a lot of stuff. Um, food, donations. Anything that the families need uh, for the sons that are in the hospital. Next situation. I got on Facebook earlier today in my nice little private group that I set up and found out that while all this is going on in Kingwood, in Atascacita, so all these towns are very close together. Okay, They're just separated by like 11 miles at the most. Atascacita High School is actually 11 miles from this high school over here. A kid was be, had been being, quote-unquote, bullied. I say, quote, because the bullying that we know is not what's going on here. This is straight crime. This is wrong. This kid, again, he actually moved from this school that I'm talking about. He, he was being bullied there. He had to be moved to Atascacita High School. And it was because of the bullying. I know how that goes because I had to be moved schools plenty of times because my bullies were actually bringing bats and chains like they wanted to cause physical harm to me and maybe they didn't know how to fight so they brought weapons whatever 
here we are. So the kids moved school 11 miles across the lake and Atascacita is a really nice school. Um, you don't really hear too much news about what's going on over there. They keep to themselves. We keep to ourselves. But usually when something big is going on in the district, we are notified immediately via text and via email. If my kids do not go to Atascacita High School, why in the fuck would I go on that website? I don't know anybody over there. But for shits and giggles, when I heard the tragic story that I'm fixing to tell you, I definitely went to the website to see if maybe they had posted something there. Nothing. And this story is even worse than the previous two that I just told you about. So, this victim came from our neck of the woods, was moved to another side of the woods um, so that his bullies would stay over here at this school and keep doing whatever the fuck they're doing and he gets a fresh start. Cool. Right? Authority stepped in, the parents raised hell, got him moved. No problem. His mom takes him back and forth to school. Life's great. Until it's not. Because on Friday... While we're dealing with this dumb shit over here, this guy was followed into the bathroom. Eight people jumped him. He left running out of the restroom. They're still videoing him. He shit his pants. He defecated on himself. And I don't know if you've ever defecated yourself I haven't so I don't really know but I could only imagine the embarrassment that this kid first of all he's already being bullied and picked on by other people who are less antagonistic but bullies none the same all the same he's already had to be that kid who had to leave one school to go to another because he's pussy he's a bitch you know, that's how they talk to kids who can't defend themselves. Oh, you a bitch. Oh, you're a pussy. Oh, you ain't gonna, you know, whatever. We used to call it square up. I don't know what the fuck they say these days. It doesn't matter. But the video went viral. The kid went home, got his dad's shotgun, and God rest his soul, he is no longer with us. Blew his head right off. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Blew his head off. Now, his mom had advocated for him for years. Years. They moved here from, like, I think it was Crosby, which is a little further north of Atascacita. See if I could talk. And... They're a little bit more country over there, where we're a little bit more bougie. So the country boy who got bullied at one school is already getting made fun of because he had to be moved schools, gets his ass beat, shits himself, 
goes home and decides what the fuck, how do you come back from that? While he wasn't hospitalized with injuries, there's a viral fucking video of what these assholes did to this poor kid. And now he's no longer with us. How did I find out that story? His mom. The school to this day, as I sit here right now, it's Beltane, New Moon, May 1st, Central Standard Time, 7.48 p.m. The Humble ISD, Independent School District, for those of you in other countries, I don't know what your schools call themselves, we use Independent School District. That is public school, not private school. School hasn't made any kind of statement. I have started a GoFundMe for all three families. And if you're local and you're a subscriber, please reach out in the comments down below. Um, all of my information is on my profile page. We are actively now accepting donations for funeral, food, counseling, not only for the grief that the parents are going through, but for the students as well. Because kids are afraid to go to school. That's why that senior reached out to me. He's terrified to go to school. And I said, yo, my door is always open. I don't know you, but you scared to go to school? Come to my house. We'll do school together. I went, I asked my son, hey, do you know this guy? No. Cool. He might be coming over. Maybe he won't. He hasn't, but he hasn't gone to school either. So, you, we elect, well, let me take that back. People who vote. We vote these people into these positions and trust them with not only scholastically informing our youth's minds with shit that they're never going to use in the real world. But, you know, they won't sound like they dropped out of fifth grade and, you know, they can hold an intellectual conversation. Maybe when they become 18 and learn how to vote, um, they got some history, which is watered down now because everybody has fucking feelings the whole fucking world has turned into a teenage fucking wasteland. Literally. And it's progressively getting worse. And why, is anybody, why doesn't anyone want to speak about it? One word. Retaliation. A lot of the parents, and I'm going to chuckle a little bit. It was a lot of the dudes. A lot of the dads that reached out to me privately and were like, hey, we're all for what you're doing, but, you know, I just bought this brand new truck. It's got a lift kit. They're, they're telling me about dumb shit. I live in Texas, right? Everything's bigger in Texas. The bigger the truck, the smaller the penis. The bigger the truck, the more of a bitch you are, okay? I drive a fucking Kia Sportage that's been wrecked. We all wake up 
we all do the same shit. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. We all wake up trying to make it through another 24 hours, right? No, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a bunch of bitches in the form of the males. The dudes here in Kingwood, it's all about image. It's all about image. I know some dudes, they got more intense skincare regimens than even I do. And my skincare regimen is like, I spend almost about 500 bucks a month just on skincare. That don't even include my hair. But the dudes all came at me with, well, we we drive these big trucks and we are a part of the country club and we just don't want our house being shot up. You know, we just renovated. I've heard it fucking all. The list goes on and on. But please believe when that motherfucker's kid is dead or beaten up or whatever the case may be, God forbid... Hopefully he'll go sell that fucking lift kit. Maybe he'll sell his truck to, I don't know, pay for a funeral that could have very well been prevented. All of these things are things that can be prevented. Can we prevent school shootings? Yeah, as much as we can. I don't believe in doing school shooting drills because you're instilling fear that the children already have. But when you have a text message going around, and I'm sitting here in my house, we only have one car. My brother wrecked all our cars, and we down to one, and that one's wrecked too. So I'm here. I cannot leave my house all day unless I'm going for a walk, and we live in the forest, and they snakes. I'm not trying to get out there with the coral snakes. They're pretty, but they can stay out there. I kick it in here. I work from home. If my kid came home and said any of the things that those kids said and asked for fucking help, it takes a stronger person to ask for help than to go in there and beat up somebody that doesn't stand a fucking chance. That's the pussy. That's the bitch. And that's the motherfucker I want to see behind bars getting raped every fucking night with peanut butter, homie, not Vaseline. And I'm not talking creamy. I want peanuts in there. I want your ass to fucking bleed. Because let me tell me, let me tell you what bullying does do for kids. It makes them angry. It makes them aggressive. They are socially fucking awkward. They have social anxiety. They suffer from PTSD. And every relationship in their adult life, after they get out of high school and move on, they self-sabotage because... 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Of these actions in high school. How do I know? I'm living proof. So, let me share a little excerpt. Uh, if you have the book, you can follow along. I am in chapter three. I'm in the middle of it. Um, this chapter is called uh, Chasing the Sky. And in here, I'm just going to skip over. I'm not going to read the whole thing because then you wouldn't go buy the book. And this is a business. But being very fucking serious here. When I say I was bullied and tortured in school... Had them assholes actually had the audacity to hang me up and set me on fire with a bicycle chain? Uh, they would have. But back in the day, we didn't have school cops. That wasn't a thing. Back in the day, the officials at the school who took an oath to protect and serve the children in the building in which we gained our education, they actually gave a shit. The people today, they don't give a fuck. Those three incidences happen in two days. Two kids in the hospital and one a family's got to bury. Two weeks before he was to walk across the stage and graduate. Two weeks. He would have walked across the stage, moved far away, Never would have had to deal with these assholes again. And now his parents have to bury him. Enough is enough. So, here is a little bit of my background. Those crazy bitches would bring bats, bicycle chains, and weird shit to school to harm me. They would wait in a group. Before and after school. Sidebar. Because I'm only going to read certain parts. My main bully, her name was Jessica Rodriguez. I write about her in the book. We're friends now. Um, she actually she actually proposed to me. Um, which is fucking weird. She's never really actually given me a reason. Like a legitimate reason of why she bullied me. But... I'm the bigger person, right? I am the bigger person. I don't give a fuck. Will I ever forgive her? No. The only person that can forgive people of sin is God. I don't believe in forgiveness. I don't believe in I'm sorry's. I'll listen to you. 
but your actions will let me know if I'm going to continue to kick it with you or kick you to the curb. So, back to my story. Uh, bicycle chains, weird shit, to school to harm me. They actually told me the bicycle chains were to hang me from the tree to prove a point that I had no right being in their community. Now, a little backstory. I am Hispanic, but I'm also white. I looked very Mexican whenever I was younger um, because I didn't have cancer and all this other shit. Anyways, they didn't like that I would hung out with all the white people. They didn't like that. They didn't like that our families, even though we lived on the same street, we weren't allowed to talk to each other because they were from rival cartels. Which is why I was never able to fight back. If I was to fight back, my dad would have hung me from my front tree. So, that's the backstory. So, um, they would wait in a group before and after school, and I never understood why. Back in the day, I don't know how they do it today, but back in the day, when school let out, or when school opened the doors, faculty members were outside, whether they were patrolling traffic, carpool, making sure kids were not ditching, whatever the case was, there was always an adult presence, and a massive one. So, them waiting around a big gang, like, why? You're about to get busted, bitch. And they did. We'll get to that part. They called me a white girl and talked shit about me in Spanish, and I was like, what the fuck? You're dumb, you're racist, you're fat, you're ugly. There's a million reasons why you're possibly bullying me. Maybe just being the new chick at school made me an easy target. That's the only thing I could come up, could come up with. By the time I reached seventh grade, I got bullied in junior high, not high school. I had to move schools because things had gotten out of control. I went to my parents. I lived, literally, the school was behind my house. So I lived in a big house. We had a huge swimming pool. And literally right on the other side of our fence was a street, Parkwood Drive, and Deepwater Elementary, and middle school, and the junior, what's it called? Junior high. The Deepwater Junior High School is where I went during this period. I had just come from an all-white school on the other side of the tracks, and they didn't like that. I don't know why Pasadena got put in with Deer Park, because they're nothing but a bunch of people of color. They're thugs, and they're trash, and... I'm saying that, and my family still lives there. The family that's alive. So anyways, I had to move school because things had gotten out of control. The psychological abuse had become so bad that it started to fuck with me so mentally, I became suicidal. Now, before this, I was already on mental medication for being depressed and suicidal because of the stuff that I was suffering I didn't know about PTSD or any of that shit. I'm in seventh grade. 
But I knew that when tension get high, when tension would get high, or people would be like, "Oh, there's going to be a gang fight after school," I'm that bitch ditching. I'm not trying to see this shit. I see it at home every fucking night. The human body has 206 bones, and I'm pretty sure my dad was on a mission to try to break every single 206 bones my mom had. I didn't want to go to school and see the same shit. So, what did this do? I just wanted it all to go away, so I attempted suicide for the first time in 7th grade at the ripe age of 11 years old. Imagine, if you can, seeing so much torture as a child at home, and now it's following me to school. I had tried to work around the system where, even though the school was right behind my home, I would leave my house at 4 o'clock in the morning to avoid running into these bitches. It's a little, it takes me back, okay? It takes me back. So I'm going to move on to the next thing. Um, my suicide attempt, obviously I'm still here, didn't work. And I got in trouble and had to go to the doctor. They put me in a psych ward and put me on more medication. My fucking quote-unquote safe place, which was school, had now become the scariest place for me. That's a big fucking phrase. Coming from the domestic violence that I witnessed on a daily occurrence, not only to my mother, but to my brothers as well, school was now scarier than going home. That's fucked up. But that was my life. These were the biggest and baddest motherfuckers in the school. They all had bad reputations. They were always together. It was like the get-along gang, but with like a bunch of fat Mexicans. Right? They were all from gang lifestyles, which my dad had informed me. And everyone knows, you don't fuck with gang members' families. So, what was I to do? Well... I had to be smarter, and I had to be quiet, and I had to sit down and mind my P's and Q's. While I had come from the same background, my father was no less of a gangster himself, but just because I didn't speak Spanish and I didn't look Mexican enough, I was an easy target for them? Why? If only my dad were around. He was in prison at the time during half of this situation. Then when he came home, um, back in the 80s and 90s, um, I'm 11 here, so 1991, uh, my dad had gotten out. He had multiple felonies, some federal charges, and back in the 90s, having a jacket wasn't cool. And for those of you who don't know what a jacket is, when you enter the judicial system as a criminal, that folder that has your picture and your fingerprints and all your crimes, it's called a jacket. I know, been there, done that. 
So my dad had always told me if I ever wanted to kill someone to do it with a knife because there was nothing more better than the warmth of the blood running down your skin and watching the life slowly leave someone's eyes. This is exactly how I felt every fucking day I woke up to go to school. If I had to describe it in one word, I would say I was looking for quote-unquote euphoria. I didn't care that I was going to spend the rest of my life in jail. I wanted them dead so that I could have peace. In school, I was a nerd. I wanted to be the person that broke the family curse, the Taurus curse. And I knew that I was meant for bigger and better things. So scholastically, I was at the top of my class. I graduated valid valedictorian. And I was 17, single, pregnant, homeless, drug dealing, and managed to keep it all together. My sister, being the annoying shit that she was, caught me in the closet with a fabric shaver bloody arms, blood all over the carpet, and she ran off and told my mom, bam, I'm back off on the crazy wagon. Now, you can purchase the book, Barnes & Noble, read the rest of the story and find out how I came to be, who I am, and the platforms that I have now, and why I'm such an advocate for anybody I don't care if there's a tree that's going to be cut down. If it's if it's historic, I will chain myself to that tree until you take me away. I'm always going to be that person. And I am all three of the kids who just got the shit kicked out of them. And the poor guy who went home and took his life, I was him. I just wasn't successful. I wasn't. My dad didn't really have a lot of guns in the house. He is a gazillion time felon. So even though he ran an illegal enterprise, he didn't want to get caught with a gun. I don't understand. I'm not a criminal. Well, actually, I am. You gotta read the book to find out why. But... Felons couldn't get normal jobs back then. So he became a chef. He worked offshore. And then he started back truck driving and started trafficking again. So my dad was a person who never liked to be home. Every time he was home, my mom pissed him off. I don't know what kind of love that is, but whatever. My dad never wanted to be home because if he was home, he was bullying my mom and then he would beat the shit out of her and bam, here comes the cops and he's gone back to prison. When he's in prison, he could still run the enterprise, but you definitely make more money in the crime organization families. Uh, if you're outside in the free world and you're able to knock around a few heads and traffic. So he just didn't like to be home. If he was free, he wanted to be free and not worry about going to jail. These kids aren't coming from those type of families. 
these are, I'll put it this way. I'm a voter here in Harris County, in Kingwood, Texas. And I got to say, every time I go to vote, there's one side of the room where there's like two ballot boxes for the blue team. Those are the Democrats, for those of you who don't vote. There is a line around the fucking building of human bodies and cars because you got to wait for somebody to leave to park your car to go inside. I live in a 99% suburb of Republicans. And please believe the two ballot boxes that they leave over in the corner with the spiders and shit for the Democrats, they don't go vote here. They go vote somewhere else in the county because they're afraid that they're going to get bullied. Everybody's afraid of being bullied. So I've come to the realization that we, one, need to redefine what bullying actually means. Because I'm Generation X, but the ones that come after me, YZ, and now this millennial shit, everybody's sensitive. So if I say, yo, I fucking hate Crocs and you look like a piece of shit, is that considered bullying? It is if that person wearing the Crocs feels some type of way about it. That's bullying. Making negative and adverse gestures, comments, memes. You know, we have the internet, the whole world at all times. You can pull up anything. Cyberbullying became a thing. And everybody's like, oh my God, how do we stop cyberbullying? So my question is, when did the teenage wasteland become fucking Armageddon? That's what we're living in. I've been hearing about the end times since I was born. I believe that officials need to step the fuck up because you're creating a situation where, one, the kids are taking their lives. The nine-year-old African-American girl in Massachusetts who went home and actually hung herself. It takes balls to fucking hang yourself because you don't die instantly. Nine years old. Somebody told her, uh, they didn't like what she was wearing. They made some kind of comment and told her she needed to do X, Y, and Z to be cool and kick it with them. She felt some type of way. She went home and she hung herself. She did not survive. That didn't make the news. I follow a lot of stuff on the internet. That's where I get my information from. And if you want to go fact check, I always, always, always tell people, go to Snopes.com. That is S-N, as in Nancy, O, P as in Paul, es.com that is where you are going to find accurate and 
in real-time information. Now, when these situations happen at school, yes, there is a time of investigation. They have to get all their ducks in a row, and then they got to figure out how they're going to spin it and still get their fucking money for the next year. So, I think that whole system needs to be rearranged. I don't believe in fucking standardized testing. Our kids are becoming more and more stupid. Why? Because the parents are becoming more and more stupid. The younger the parents are, I have a thing. Sidebar. I have a thing. If you're born after 1994, during the Clinton administration, or your parents were born after 1994, during the Clinton administration, you are, by proxy, a fucking idiot. And my first daughter was born in 1997. And I love her to pieces. But when it comes to certain things, she's a fucking idiot. I'm just telling it like it is. I can't make up rules and live by these paths that I pave for... I'm a trailblazer. So the path that I am paving for this situation right now in this school district, it is going to make it easier for the people coming up behind us. My 14-year-old, I was having a conversation with her, and she gets overly dramatic and passionate about whatever it is she has to say. She didn't understand why I brought her into the conversation about what was going on at the high schools, because... I don't go to that school. Why Why do I have to listen to this? Uh, duh. You're going to that school next year. And if kids right now are two weeks away from graduating and reaching out to your mother, who you should be proud of having, They're reaching out to me because they're scared and they need somebody to take action. So we have school cops that semi-sort of have a BS contract with the Houston Police Department. The HPD doesn't actually get involved. They leave it up to the rent-a-cops at the school. Well, rent-a-cops, they don't like doing paperwork. And then you got the school administration who relies on our tax dollars to keep their funding going. And when you have poor test scores and you got kids that are doing virtual school because they're terrified to go to school and your school's getting a bad reputation, guess what? The fat checks stop coming. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And now I'm fixing to get real mad because this is, these are the facts. If this school, this school is very rich. This whole community is very rich. But only if we brush all the negative shit under the rug. That's not okay. It's never okay. For a kid to say, I go and talk to my kids every day. Even when I'm on the truck, I try to make sure I call them, but sometimes I'm driving while they're asleep, whatever. I make contact with my family every single day as often as I can. Well, now that I'm home, I'm all up in this shit. But if I look at my kid, and not just because I'm clairvoyant or psychic or medium, whatever you want to call me, I'm a survivor. That is the title that I claim, and I wave that fucking flag with pride. And I raise my kids as such. When my son was being bullied over there close to Atascacita, we were in Humble, we moved. We damn near lost everything. We asked people. We we made deals with the fucking devil himself to move, to get the money, to move here, to save my son's life. Then we get here, and my son is starts doing better, and then my dad unexpectedly and suddenly is found deceased by my son. Bam. One step forward, three steps back. Now we got to do this all over again. I'm proud to say today I probably struggle more mentally than my son does and he is an amazing person with a beautiful mind and he started getting rid of a lot of his bad friends. A lot of those bad friends turned out to be a lot of bad guys. And I am not going to have pity on somebody that I used to think of as an adopted child. I'm not going to have pity on you when you go out and you do stupid shit. I'm just not. These kids need to be brought to justice. That's a fact. Will I be in the courtroom? Fuck yes, because you can ban me from a school property all you want, but you're not going to keep me out of a courthouse. It's not going to happen. And while I can't actually go to the school, what I can do is sit behind this computer and type up GoFundMe accounts and set up rallies, which is what I do. And now I'm addressing it to the whole motherfucking world. I know it's not just going on here in Kingwood, Atascacita, Humble, Houston. It's not just going on in Texas. It's not just going on in Louisiana. It's going on around the whole fucking world. Take our country right now. If you live here in America, America being American used to mean something. 
And I'm a huge patriot of the red, white, and blue. I am. And I cannot stand people who sign up for the military and sign to protect and serve my life for the life of my children and my family, my neighbors. You protect and serve the country. But I have two family members who did that and they don't even fucking vote. I don't even think they know what parties there are. I don't like that shit. And I call them out. If I'm going to call my family out, I will go on the outs with my family and ghost them like I live in a two-story home. I almost never fucking go downstairs. And my brother, who I love dearly, he's down there. He'll come up here and he can kick it with me all day. But I just cannot fucking stand to be around people who do not have the same passion and authority to put that passion out there and fight for the safety of our community. So I am asking everybody around the world to take a look in the mirror and go figure your shit out first. Because if you ain't got your shit together, then you, you don't know how to be a good parent. You don't. Facts. And I don't care if that hurts your feelings. If somebody wants to take their life, there's nothing anyone can do to stop them. But please believe when my daughter had a best friend and she came in my room, my daughter that is, and she was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm scared to tell you because I know you take things to a whole nother level, but... So-and-so just said that she'd been cutting herself and she wants to commit suicide. I had a very calm conversation with my daughter and I let her know I am fixing to, fixing to pick up my phone and I'm going to call her mom because she needs to know. I saved that little girl's life. Is she still friends with my daughter? No. But she's alive. And when she gets older and she's 42 like me, she's going to come back and find me when I'm Betty White kicking it in Miami Vice. And she's going to find me and she's going to thank me. She may hate my daughter right now for telling me. And she may hate me for telling her mom. But you know what? She's alive. She's thriving. She's doing great things. We should all... All parents, even if you're not a parent, even if you're not a parent, you've been a child, you've been in a situation, I believe that everybody is bullied to some extent at some point in their life. Somebody is always going to want to push you around or talk shit about you or the car you drive, you don't have the new Jordans, oh, where'd you get those, oh, you shop at Goodwill, Purple Heart, blah, blah, fucking blah. The economy goes up, the economy goes down. Where you fall doesn't fucking matter if your core values and your foundation are sturdy as fuck. You will thrive. I promise. I've done it. I'm proof. 
Yes, it sucked. Yes, I still struggle with my own mental illness. And I got plenty of them. And I don't take medication because medicating anyone under the age of 18 with an SSRI actually stops the brain from producing serotonin, which makes you, you act out in, they call it bipolar disorder. This is where if you take any kind of Xanax or narcotics, opioids, mental illness, medications, you can comment in the bottom if I'm wrong, but I know I'm not. Here in the American states, at least, they have, the FDA has cut back and made new rules that narcotic medications are not to be used anymore. One, because we have an opioid pandemic that's probably worse than fucking COVID. We've got people dropping like flies over fentanyl that you can thank the cartel for that. And now the science is coming out that says, oh my God, these kids that we treated with stuff like Prozac. Remember the day when they were handing out Prozac like it was Pez dispensers? Here, go take this. It's a happy pill. I suffer from depression, manic depression, actually, suicidality, and severe anxiety. That's my diagnosis and PTSD, OCD, and I have ADHD. I don't take any medications for any of them, any of them with the exception of a Xanax when I need it. And now I'm being told, oh, they're cracking down on this because of the abuse and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I'll start smoking weed. I don't care. I'm always going to make sure I'm straight so that I can be straight for my kids when they come to me with these types of situations. There was a lady parked in front of my fucking house on Thursday. When all this was going on. So I'm already riled up. My daughter comes and tells me. There's a weird lady parked in this truck in front of our house. So I go outside. I open the door. I simply said. Asked. Proper grammar here. We try. I I walked outside and I said. Excuse me. Can I help you? And she said. I'm waiting on somebody out across the street, you motherfucking whore. What? You gonna call me out my name on my own property? So then I got ignorant. Here comes Miss Kingwood, that's what I call her, running down the stairs, screaming, opens the door, apologizes for my behavior. I yanked her back and slammed that door shut. Do not come behind me and apologize. That bitch needs to fucking move. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. But please believe when I was videoing her and I asked her, get out of your truck and come on my property, property, because then you're trespassing. Then I'm going to blow your fucking head off or beat your ass, whichever one comes first. I was wearing my chanclas, so probably would have had to get a gun or knife. Please believe the bitch did not get out of her truck, but she did fucking move because I'm crazy. And I am very open about being crazy. Then my daughter's like, Mom, I gotta go to school with her daughters, blah, blah, blah. While we're talking about school fights, my daughter was recently in one. And she was the aggressor. And when I asked the principal on the phone, because I was driving my truck, I was actually on my way home here. Me and him do not have a good relationship. I have jumped over his desk and physically tried to cause harm to him. Luckily, my husband was sitting next to me, which is why I can't go to a lot of the schools. I am an aggressor. If you push me, I'm going to fight back, especially when it comes to my kids. Do not fuck with my family, and I won't fuck with yours. But if you're not going to stand up for your family, then that's where I come in. And I explained to my daughter, there is a video of you beating the shit out of this girl. I call her Muhammad Ali, actually. I said, so now nobody's going to fight you. And the fight wasn't even about her. She was sticking up for her friend. She's just doing what I taught her to do. But I still talked to the vice principal and he was like, I said, do you have this video do you have footage of my daughter doing this? Because, of course, the story she gave us was the other girl was the antagonizer. That wasn't the case. And he said, yes. I said, that's all I need to know. I'll take care of my daughter when I get home. And I did. That is how these things should be handled. And then I follow up with my daughter after her suspension, and she just beat up a girl at school. Over here at the high school, we got cracked jaws, cracked skulls, seizures, brain bleeds, fluid in the brain, and over there across the way, 11 miles, we got a kid who takes his life after getting his ass beat and defecating himself. Their aggressors didn't even get suspended. They should be expelled. They should be behind bars, but they're not. But my little girl gets suspended for three fucking days. So yesterday I asked her, hey, by the way, since you've gone back to school, there's all this fighting and stuff going on at the high schools. Have you run into the girl that you got in a fight with? She said, oh yeah. So they move on. They move the fuck on. 
Granted, she made a smart-ass remark to the girl, but whatever. But my daughter was suspended for three days. And she didn't break no bones. They actually ripped the big-ass patch of her hair out. That made her more mad. Her hair is beautiful. Like Jesus Christ's hair. She takes that shit seriously. But she was sticking up for a friend. It wasn't even her fight. That's me. And I asked my husband. Now granted, most of you already know, we're pretty much separated. I'm gay as fuck. We live separate lives. It is what it is. But there's no need to divorce right now. But here are here is the perfect example. And I will leave you with this. Families need to get around the table. And we need to bring back the old values. Where when the kids see the streetlights outside, at home, outside, it's time to get the fuck home. Actually, as soon as they start to come on, you should already be walking in the door. We need to get back to having family dinners. We need to put our fucking phones down, turn the TV off, and actually speak to one another. Not text. My kids will fucking text me in the house. Now granted, I'm guilty as fuck of calling a motherfucker in the house because I don't feel like moving and I'm comfortable. But family dinners are important in this house. We eat together. As often as we can. You need to be involved in your kid's fucking life. Not on Facebook. Not on Snapchat. Not from Susie Q down the road that you're getting drunk with at 10 o'clock in the morning. Popping Xanax. You don't even fucking know where your kids are half the time. Most of the time, they're at my house if you live in Kingwood. And my door's going to remain open until you learn how to get your shit together in your household. I will continue to raise your kids. I will continue to stand up and fight for your kids. Because your bitch ass needs to get your shit together. I fight for justice. And... I have broken the law. I have actually worked on both sides of the law. I went to jail. I have a couple of felonies. Numerous misdemeanors. All stupid shit. But got out. Got rehabilitated. Went to boot camp. Got even more rehabilitated. And chose a different path. I always knew that I was built for greatness. And I instill that in every single one of my kids. Even the kids that I don't share DNA with. Teenage Wasteland is about as sugar-coated as that piece of shit fucking email that that piss-poor principal, Wes Solomon, sent at 2 o'clock on a Saturday night in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning, he sends this dumb shit. I take it, I screenshot it, I posted it, and I pinned it, and I made a group where if you work for the school district, you're not getting in. 
These vigilantes are going to be brought to justice. Whether you want to be a part of the problem or the solution, that's up to you. As for me and mine and yours, I'm going to continue to fight. And I implore every single one of you that's a parent, and even if you're not a parent, get involved. Get involved. I've actually asked for my rights to go back to the school to volunteer to take a bullet for if there is a school shooting. This podcast has 1.7 million fucking subscribers. I don't have time to go check and see where everybody is, but I'm letting the whole fucking world know I live in Kingwood fucking Texas. You know my name. You know my book. And I just told you, my door is always fucking open. Whether you need a safe house or you need a foot in your ass, I'm going to be that bitch. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Dysfunctionally Functional. I have thrown out so many dysfunctionalities to you today. It's going to take a long time to find the silver lining and find the solutions. I'm going to keep pushing. All I'm asking is for you to get your shit together at your house so that we can quit losing our children. Our children are taking their lives on a daily fucking basis. I have been on this podcast now for an hour, 27 minutes, and there's probably been in the whole entire world over a thousand suicides in that time. And I'm willing to bet that more than 70% of them are under the age of 20. Why? Because they're being bullied. While I don't agree that everybody should be sensitive about all this, that, and the other, you can never tell somebody that their feelings are not valid. We can agree to disagree, but when you go inside your kid's room and you ask your child, hey, how are you doing? And you get one word answers like fine, okay, good, whatever, I don't want to talk about it. That's when you need to open the door, sit down on the bed, and push for fucking answers. Because it is never okay to just be okay. Again, that's never okay. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sitting through this hour and a half session. I hope that you take it to heart. It makes my job a lot less easier. I mean, a lot more easier. And saves me a lot of bail money, but I'm still going to be that bitch. I'm just asking for y'all to join the army and stand up and start taking your fucking communities back. And it starts with the people under your roof. I'm your host, Teresa DeLeon. Let's keep taking our dysfunctionalities and finding a way to make them functional. I'd take Teenage Wasteland over Armageddon any day of the week. Good night. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.